Um, really fast before we go into the episode. All right. I have an, <clears throat> I have an epilogue to the Tom Holland story. What happened? Oh, poor spider. Yeah. Yeah, I heard about that. So I had announced on episode 10 mm-hmm. that this spider had died. He just disappeared for like yeah. a good week. He held on 80 he miles an on. hour. He, Ugh, he held on. That dude was an idol of mine. Yeah. That little spider. I shit you not. The day after we record that episode, I get into my car and like a Charlotte's Web magic episode, uh, the thing starts crawling under the rear view mirror. Like it, it's, it's crawling as it, if it's about to die. It's Tom though, right? It's, I think. Okay. I'm pretty sure. I hadn't seen him, in, seen him in a week. As I'm driving to work, he dies in front of me. Oh, wow. And I, I move, he just stops moving. So I move the rear view or side view mirror mm-hmm. so that he falls off. And he falls off, but is still attached to like <laughs> one strand of thread. And he's just whipping in the wind. And he becomes a kite spider. Oh, no. <laughs> and I, I can't believe what I'm witnessing after the whole story about like how I, I sang him a song and he was dead. Yeah. You had to pull over at the uh, displays oasis and no. cry into a handful of sbarro. I let it happen, and mm-hmm. as we were driving here today, you saw what was left of Tom Holland. There's just there's, oh, there's oh a, he's still hanging. There's on. a few legs. There's a few legs on like a silk strand. I like how you can't bring yourself to just clean. First off, you haven't washed your vehicle in months <laughs> in order to keep this fucking spider alive. Number one, that thing is filthy. Yeah. And when I borrowed your car the other day. Okay. With the black bean. Yeah. With, yeah. Mm. Wow. Yeah, yeah. When that's, I borrowed. That's kind of weird, man. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I was taken aback. We, we talked about it. It's fine. We, we got over it. Um, that's good. When he disappeared, when I was driving, I thought, well, I'll just take this car and get it cleaned mm-hmm. for him because it's disgusting. <laughs> this thing needs to be washed. Inside and out or just outside? Well, I think it needs to be washed the inside now for sure. <laughs> yeah, because of the black beans. <laughs> that's soup. <laughs> but go on. But I couldn't because uh, I felt like if I would have washed that car, I would have risked murdering yeah. your friend. Well, now we can wash well, now it. Now he's dead. Run it. <laughs> a few times. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of Inferior Men Podcast that brings you all things business from two complete failures. That's me. Hey, that's me too. How's it going, Steve? It is going. It is nothing but hot in this fall. I know. And if it sounds a little echoey today, that's because Steve and I are... Um, on location tonight. We We're doing, on our we, first field trip. Yeah, we did a little field trip tonight. Uh, we came to Silvergate Technologies yep. here in Chicago, Illinois. So uh, we're going to be talking to uh, owner Tyler Warble very soon. Actually, Tyler's right here. Yeah. Hi, Tyler. Hi. <laughs> now, uh, uh, this is our field, first field trip. It is. Um, and I brought us here because Tyler and I know each other from a past life. Unfortunately. Yeah. Mm. We went to high school together. Oh, okay. Here we we went to some college together. You went to college. <laughs> <laughs> and, and we've been friends ever since. Well, great. Tyler has a great story uh, that we're going to get into um, in a little bit just about his business, which c- goes right along with our show, Inferior Men. How so? Um, well, we'll get into it, you know, kind of just from <laughs> rags to riches. I'm excited. I want right? to get into it now. I mean, I wouldn't say riches. What would you say? Rags to? Rags to rags. <laughs> rags to rags. Just, just like cleaner rags. Yeah. I went from like an oily, uh, like, like your dad's oily <laughs> underwear. <laughs> um, that's another story. No, so that's a maybe. good story. Actually, that's a good story to intro this, uh, show. So Tyler loves cars. Uh, yeah. And my dad yeah. was a, a big handyman when we were in, in high school. 
And my dad's the type of dad to uh, change his own oil and wash his own car and, and try and do as much of the things he can himself without taking it to a shop. Yeah. Tyler's changing his oil of his car uh, in our garage. And yep. he's like, to my dad was like, hey, could uh, I use a rag? Could I just borrow a rag? My dad goes, yeah, no, sure, no problem. And he hands him a rag. But it ends up being old underwear that my dad recycled into rags. <laughs> <laughs> and the look on Warble's face was just pure confusion. Uh, yeah. Uh, there's a picture somewhere. Uh, I think that corresponds with that story. Um, so I would say it's oily your dad's underwear okay. to maybe like a clean terry cloth. Nice. Nice. Well, there we go. So we're going in the right direction. We are going the right in the right direction. Yeah. Uh, but Chris, how are you? I'm doing okay. I had a um, a very long week. Yeah, my lord, I'm I'm just getting too old for this shit. You went all out. I went all out. Baby's coming. Chris was getting itchy. To, yeah, to just go out there and and grab grab the world by the balls one last time. And mm-hmm. you know what I did? I just did it too hard. Yeah, I hurt myself this weekend. I ha- I was out drinking all night on Friday with coworkers, and I'm at a wedding on Saturday. Then I'm up, up with the sun on Sunday, mm-hmm. drinking at a Chicago Bears game. Can't do it anymore, man. Yeah. Can't do it. It's going to kill me. Now, now, how, when it comes to drinking with coworkers, mm-hmm. you know, to bring it full circle business-wise. Let's do it. Uh, I don't know. What's your point of view? What's your take? I think it's perfect. I think that's how you, that's how you solidify relationships. Yeah. Honestly. That's how you network. That's how you, that's, I think that's the best networking is done over a couple beers. I've had plenty of meetings um, even since I've taken this last job where it's like, what do you want to do? We can either have a, a meeting during lunch or we can have a, a 5 p.m. meeting over a couple of beers, beers every time. You get way more done. It's a to- totally different environment. You're going to be able to have a more natural conversation with that person. You can cut through all the bullshit, too. Yeah. I think it's weird. I mean, there are a lot of professions that you shouldn't drink on the job or... Like teaching, like if you're a teacher, you right? Probably well, I'm not drink even saying we're drinking in the office. I'm just saying. No, that's what I'm work. saying. Yeah. Uh, there's there's very few professions where that like drinking and and hanging out is is a, a bad thing. You know, school bus driver. School bus driver, but even usually, usually, yeah. I never rode the school bus. Did you? Oh God, yeah. yeah. Well, I lived oh. in the sticks, man. I had to take a like my bus. It was like a 45 minute school bus ride to get to school. Every fucking day. You're one of those guys. I'm one of those guys. When I was a kid. When I was a young man. It took man. me 45 minutes. Do you know, Why 45 minutes? Why didn't you go to a different school? <laughs> <laughs> That's a great question. I have no idea. But it was always the farmers always drove the school buses. And being a former school teacher, what I've learned mm-hmm. is that the people who drive school buses, do you know who they are? Uh, people that aren't good enough to drive regular buses. So they uh, drive our children to school. I once sat in a school bus yeah. with a group of high school kids as a school bus driver who didn't want to just drive around the block yeah. to get to the school, went down a one-way road in the opposite direction and just drove as fast as he could as everyone screamed. Yeah. School did bus. you did you scream as well? I was a little concerned. <laughs> I was a little concerned. <laughs> I may not have screamed, but yeah. you were like, um, um. Uh, <laughs> I'm the adult here. Yeah. Everything's okay. Um, nice. Uh, should we do some headlines before we get into our Yeah, let's do segment? it, man. You came across something that uh, that we got interested in this this week. We've huh? been talking about this, you mm-hmm. and I, a little mm-hmm. bit. Warble, have you been Tyler? I'm going to call you Warble. That's fine. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Warble, have you been to La Colombe? How much coffee do you drink? Uh, a lot. You do drink a lot of coffee. Yeah. You get up in the morning, get ready for work. Coffee. Coffee. So, so there's a Starbucks in my building. Mm. And as I walk to my car, I order a Grande Nitro cold brew. Oh. And I, I fight them because they will not give me a venti. What do you mean? They they won't give me a venti nitro. They they but you limit order the size. They, they say, limit the oh, size because uh, the there's 400 milligrams uh, estimated caffeine in a grande. All right. So, so is that deadly? 
That's uh, no. I think you have to drink like a thousand of them to die. <laughs> but as, I as bet you, you would feel pretty bad after like six of them, though. <laughs> but as Steve knows, I'll I'll try that. Yeah, your your is your drug of choice, quote unquote drug, like a stimulant, like coffee, or is it alcohol of like a, a downer? No, it's it's definitely uh, coffee. Yeah, definitely upper, upper all the way. Yeah, yeah I'd yeah. rather be more proactive. Even though you hit like a theoretical limit and then you just go and mm-hmm. you're just doing like arbitrary things. Yeah. Like playing Guitar Hero for yeah. hours on end. Yep. You yep. know, <laughs> now I hear that. Well, so La Colombe, uh, and I'm saying that right, right? Yes. Um, so his founder, uh, the founder of La Colombe, had some things to say about uh, Senator Pat Toomey uh, okay. in response to it. So Senator Pat Toomey was getting a lot of heat um, for uh, denying his support for one initiative that, that created and sustained jobs above the poverty, poverty line, which was establishing a $15 an hour minimum wage. Mm-hmm. Um, when, when I was you know, working part-time, my minimum wage was like, I don't know, $7, $8. Okay. Um, so his... Uh, so um, La Columbs, the uh, CEO, is Todd Carmichael. And his point of view is that if you can't pay employees a living wage, you don't deserve to be in business. To a point. Mm-hmm. To a point, though. Yeah. We can't just say from the get-go, you're, you've got to be completely villainized if you can't pay somebody an exorbitant amount of money. We all have to start yeah. somewhere. And I guarantee yeah. you that guy paid people minimum wage at some point, too. Yeah. So he was saying companies paying seven twenty-five an hour are essentially cutting corners on human input. I mean, I don't believe in that either. When I employ people, I would never pay them minimum wage. I pay them more than that. But you also, you can't expect people to pay premiums from the get-go either. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because you're not starting off as you're not starting off established where you're you're driving enough revenue to bring in bring in valued employees like that either. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. And, and you know, he, so he wrote kind of a, an opinion piece in the Inquirer, and uh, his point was that, like, successful businesses evolve. And I think that's your point, Chris, is, yeah. like, it doesn't mean you don't, you have nothing, you can't be in business. It's just you always have to be conscious of the idea that... When we, when we ran the brewery, the, the goal was always getting to a point where you're paying people the, the right way. And you're always yeah. trying to do right by them and doing what you can for them. Mm-hmm. And whether or not you get there or not is a whole other story. Yeah. But I think at least the mission should be in that direction. Do you think it varies per business, or do you think this is a universal truth? No, I think it's going to vary per business drastically. There's there's going to be some businesses that just have way higher margins, and you're going to be able to pay people that. You can can pay at a premium for for talent, but, you know, there's going to be some stuff It's like, if it's just service industry, I mean, you're going to have a lot of businesses that are going to be scraping with minimum wage, because why, why would they choose otherwise? They have to either choose to not be in business or employ people at minimum wage. And yeah. that's also, I think, a slippery slope, too. It's like, are you saying that, you know, if these people can't afford those numbers, then we just need to start cutting these businesses, too? So his point of view is that if you want to run a profitable business, mm-hmm. you got to pay employees a livable wage. And it's like, yeah, no, that seems like common sense, but not a lot of businesses concentrate on that. Yeah. What do you think? Um, I mean, it's difficult. So, um, really difficult. So, let's say you're bootstrapping your brewery, yeah, and you're trying to take all the money that comes in and put it towards employment, and, you know, you got to get right with the city, save for taxes, everything. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's really, really difficult, especially getting your feet wet in the business world, um, to actually be able to do X, Y, and Z to make that happen so you can get that employee paid properly. Mm-hmm. So um, starting out with, let's say, like a thousand bucks or two thousand bucks and you're getting into debt and you're, 
you know, trying to pay employees. Um, I don't think there's any, uh, I mean, the, the government doesn't really help there, but as well as, um, you know, there's not a lot of, of guidance in how to set that up properly. Mm-hmm. So, um, we can shoot for a $15 minimum wage and I totally support that having worked those jobs. I would love to make $15 an hour, but I think what the employees need to do is look back on the owner's side and realize, you know, some owners don't want to screw you, you know, right. we're, we're just trying to make it happen and make sure that we can pay you what we're paying you now. And then moving forward, make sure that we can provide for you. Cause I don't, I would rather hire people than have to let people go because $15 happens. Right. So it's, it's a really difficult position because you want to provide, but at the same point, you know, you're, you're going to spend way more money. You can't, you can't ruin the business in order to keep people happy. And no matter what business you run, you can't, you've got to, there's a balance. Yeah. There is a, there's a, there's a fine balance there between keeping balance. people happy and, and staying in, and staying no, it's, in it's business. No, it's true. I always, I always describe it as the if you give a mouse a cookie Ooh. Uh, kind of complex. I like Complex it. might not be the right word, but you have to be careful on if you give a mouse a cookie, then he wants a glass of milk, and that that's a slippery slope. I mean it. I mean, there is an actual book about that. There's a, I don't know if they we're wrote dating a book about that, here, Chris, but. so I don't know what you're laughing about. I was just thinking of the moment of milk, that's all. <laughs> the moment of milk, an inferior men callback. Um, so, so yeah, I mean, changing subjects, Chris, coffee, how do you feel about coffee? How do I feel about coffee? Yeah. Well, I, I, I came across uh, an article yeah. that relates to this, too. Mm-hmm. It's a little bit different, but this was from Money-ish this, uh, this past week. It was actually came out today, this on uh, September 25th. It says, why you should never drink coffee at the office. And the reason why is because research shows that up to 90% of mugs in employee kitchens are coated with dangerous germs, and 20% of these same cups actually carry fecal matter. Bring it on. According to a study out by Charles Gerba, a professor of environmental microbiology at the University of Arizona. I think... Well, this is funny because we had just talked about, I don't know if it was last episode... But how I do the French press in the morning, right? Mm. And you do the work coffee. I do. So this poop coffee is in direct relation to your life. It's not a big deal though. Poop coffee? You put you put coffee that's hot into a cup, throw it in a microwave for five seconds. There's it's, it's that poop's dead. going away. It's dead. It's not going to kill you. And secondly, when's the last time you got sick? When's the last time you got E. coli from drinking coffee at work? Uh, well, I could have gotten it and then not realized that it was from the coffee. The, the only thing that these studies prove is that there is always poop everywhere. It's not that there's just suddenly poop on these That's mugs. The, this yeah. poop has been on these mugs forever. And in fact, it's probably, if we looked at a mug in the 50s, oh boy, yeah. I bet they were real bad. Could you imagine a life without hand sanitizer, what the poop looked like in that universe? I always say that I would never time travel because if you time travel, I w- you would immediately die of diseases. That yeah. Oh. Steve would get polio. Yeah. I'd get polio right away. Yeah. The, you know how much poop is probably on this microphone? Oh, I don't even want to think about it. Well, the reason, and the other well, reason why is because... That's for, that's for different reasons. Yeah. And most, most of this stuff are the usual culprits. It's that, like gross fucking sponge mm. that is at the sink yeah. that just carry it's a petri dish for infection and yeah. i won't like i have you know a mug or something if i wash it at work i get a paper towel mm-hmm. and i wash that that i will never in a million years use a dish sponge that yeah. is shared by 50 other people they are 50 people sharing one sponge no thank it's you. very deceptive and i think it's a like a communal sponge is just a placebo Right, because you're right. It's just it's just germs, and you try and microwave that stuff. The germs that survive that microwave are stronger mutant. and bigger mutant. and mutant mm-hmm. than ever. I had a guy that I used to work with, and we have um, a, like a poop they sponge. Have big jars. <laughs> they have big jars of like the the gummy uh, vitamins, and so he would always like lather his hands with hand sanitizer before he touched the jar and open it. And he and I was like, "What are you doing?" He's like. People always eat these things when they're sick. 
Yeah. What do you mean? Only, he's like, only when they're he's like, sick. They go and get the vitamins oh, when see. they're sick. He's like, so the outside of this thing is just oh, garbage. I see. I see. Yep. It is just filled with the flu. Yeah. So he's like, if you just want a regular daily vitamin, mm-hmm. you're like rolling the dice. So what is your... This this makes me think of the question. What is your take on, and you kind of touched on this, communal work anything? Like, let's talk about the kitchens at work. We, ha- we have a lot of shared food. There's yeah. some people that are grossed out by it. We have, like, big jars of, like, almonds and walnuts and stuff like that, you uh, know? Yeah. And that's tough. Like, my thing is, like, if you can, if you can have it where it's, like, in a hopper, and you don't have to go in there and touch it, yeah. then good. Or yeah. you have individually packed items, mm-hmm. fine. It's just that, it's that cookie, you can't, the cookie jar thing. The poo you can't, hand. You cannot do it. Because <laughs> that's exactly right. I don't know if somebody went and took a big shit and then came, <laughs> didn't wash their hands, came in and just scooped up some walnuts. No, it's And true. I go in there and here's the healthy alternative until I'm in the hospital for the next five days. <laughs> yeah. So, so at my old job, they had a popcorn machine every Tuesday. So it was like yeah. two, and I never engaged with that activity because <laughs> the kitchen is on your way to the bathroom. So mm-hmm. m- more often than not, you're stopping at the kitchen either on your way to the bathroom or coming back from the bathroom. Okay. But, you know, there's some, there's some exchange of probably fecal matter at some point. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. And so now everyone's just scooping and just handling popcorn. What about your phone? I mean, everybody pulls their phone out when they're taking a shit anymore. Like, this thing is just covered. <laughs> yeah. This thing is just all yeah. feces. Well, so, all of it. Well, in the last episode, you said that you... I do. Poop news. Poop news. Yeah. Yeah, that was huge. So in high school, um, I was dared to lick the phone, and this is flip phones. This is flip phones. I was dared to lick my own phone for 20 bucks, and I did it right away. Like, why not? Mm -hmm. I got so... (laughs) so, I'm not even exaggerating. I was out for a whole day. Wow. And it was clear what the reason was. I licked the... Dial pad of my flip oh. phone. Don't wow. do that. The worst. Would you lick? Would you lick this iPhone? Never. Right I would never. I wouldn't. I'd rather take a handful of pennies and throw them in my mouth than <laughs> lick your phone. I'm serious. I'm the next. You episode know why? Because nobody, nobody uses pennies anymore. But everybody takes a phone into the bathroom. Yeah. There's way more phones going into bathrooms than pennies every single day. I, I bet that's a freaking fact. I bet that's point. a fact. Yeah. Let's start a new segment called Inferior yeah. Men Facts. Yeah. <laughs> well. We didn't come here to talk about minimum wages. No, we certainly and did not. Poop coffee. Yeah, we we aren't making a special field trip yeah. to Silvergate Technologies. We though. are here filming not live because it's recorded, but yeah. we are filming here at Silver Tech. We're not filming either. We're Silvergate Technology. Yeah, we're not filming. Mm-hmm. What what are you doing on a day to day basis? Day to day basis. Mm-hmm. Um, so. Running a business isn't easy, as I'm sure you both know. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not that bad. <laughs> well, when you make beer, it's not that bad. <laughs> uh, it took you uh, a, a bit of a journey to get here. It did. Yeah. Yeah. So let's start. Let's start there. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, let's start at the the start of Silvergate Technology. The start of Silvergate. Yeah. Um, so I'll refer to this as the state of the gate. Nice. Yeah. Is it open or closed? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, uh, I actually had worked for a couple different companies in Chicago and uh, had, had realized uh, my capacity and my ability to do this stuff as it had always been an interest for me, um, whether it's like networks or speakers, um, automation, whatever. So I worked for a couple companies for a few years and I just reached my limit. And I just pegged out and uh, a lot was being asked of me. And so I burnt out and um, I basically called my boss um, and, and we cut it off and I just left. I walked out of a job. Like I, that day? That day. I was just done. <laughs> so what that conversation was Yeah, like? yeah. <laughs> um, I'm not sure if he's going to be listening to this, but... Um, <laughs> No, I think I think we left it pretty well. I mean, I really respected him and still respect him as a person. Um, but as far as our business relationship, it was over. So um, 
hard, hard stop, <laughs> just cut it off. And, uh, you know, as I was driving home, you know, the, the, the Gmail connection did, dropped and everything was being stripped off my phone as I was leaving. Oh, jeez. Yeah. So, um, so that's telling. Yeah, but I mean, that's much like uh, any business would do, right? Yeah, you, you have to. You got to make sure that you're locked down. And now I see that. So I, I got to see both sides of everything, um, having run my own company now. Um, and it's terrifying. Both sides is terrifying. Um, so I actually, so I quit. And then um, I ended up, I, I came home. It was probably like two o'clock. And I was living with a mutual friend of ours. And, um, I, I literally had no idea what I was going to do. Yeah. So, you know, full crisis panic mode. And I'm like, okay, well, I guess I could find another job or, um, you know, this is the turning stone where I, I refocus and I just go after my own thing. So, uh, I had like a thousand dollars in my bank account. I think it was 1200. Um, so I, flipped the switch and I started making phone calls, started asking people if they wanted anything that night. I, I don't know if it was that night okay. specifically. Um, I think there was like a, a two week vacay, like just hanging out and being like, uh, I don't know what I'm going to do. In. Lots of that. So was that, was that two week vacay part of that a thousand dollars? Uh, I, th I think that was like mid rent period. Okay. So yeah, probably. <laughs> got it, got it, got it. And then I, I paid my rent and then I was like, uh, what now? Yeah. yeah. Um, so I just kind of hit the ground running and, uh, I had to make it work. So yeah, uh, just, just grind. So I think the, the hustle, like everyone calls the hustle. I think that's real. I think it's a real thing. Sure. And you have to be super aggressive. And even if it doesn't work, you can't let that go. Talking about automating homes. Sure. Where do you see it going now? Um, I mean, I, I don't even think we're there yet. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, smart homes have been around since the 80s. Mm -hmm. And you would have massive racks in a home that would be running on like a computer doing commands. Um, I don't even think we're there yet. Um, you know, there's, there's smart fridges now, there's smart, uh, ovens. Um, that's terrifying. Um, I think it comes down to a thing of simplicity. So what I would like to see, and I'm starting to see is more of a, uh, you know, as terrifying as this is, you're going to have a, a GPS locator on in your phone and it's geofenced. So mm -hmm. if you breach, you know, your block, your house will respond to you. So um, long-term, I think you're going to be in your home and it's going to operate for you instead of by you. Yeah. Seriously. I mean, my, no, I believe but you. my nest does that now to a degree. Like Absolutely. when I come home, it's kicking my uh, heat on or turning sure. my air conditioning on. When it, I, walk it, I laugh because we always, like Chris and I always get into, you know, uh, Tesla cars are eventually just going to turn into Voltrons. Yeah. Yeah. And they're going to take Elon over. Elon can just push that button and then all of a sudden he's like, I will just control all of this. What are you going to do? How do you feel about that? I think there's a certain level of control um, that, so he's that, saying, will, that so he's we'll always have. It's going to happen. But he's saying, in, in so few words, that yeah. it's going to happen. <laughs> but he's the type of person who yeah. will be able to control it. Whereas me, <laughs> yeah, like yeah. I got, I got no yeah. skills in that regard. Right. Hey, hey, Steve, you want a smart home? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> What's that horror movie with the with the smart home? It's uh, it's called Smart Home. There you go. Yeah, there you go. There was a uh, a listener write in this week though that I thought was just interesting. Let's do it. Yeah, let's turn it um, over. This it, they were writing specifically to Steve too. Um, so it, 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 they said this is from James Frankfurt from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. And he says, hey, Steve, love the show. So no love for, for me here. You never get all. any love. I never get any love. I'm going to try to switch that too. There we go. Better. So he says, hey, Steve, love the show. I love it when you talk about dogs on the show. Mm -hmm. I wanted to run by, an, run by a new business idea by you, I should say. I think that's what he meant to say. I want to run a new business idea by you. And he wants your thoughts on it. He said, after I listened to a few of your great ideas, I got inspired. You know how they have old-timey photos at amusement parks and boardwalks? 
well, what do you think if I did the exact same thing, but I did it for pets? I was thinking of calling it daguerreotype. We would recreate famous old pictures using people's pets. What do you think? I'm in. <laughs> Immediately, I'm in. Oh, is it a dog idea? A daguerreotype. Then I'm in. Then you're in. Why not? How do you help this? How do you help this guy build build his okay. brand though? I accidentally switched this. Okay. That's okay. Um, we're we're on the road, so we can do whatever. We want. So we we had talked in one of our previous episodes about mm-hmm. my uh, dog spa. Remember, like my dog vacation, where it's just for owners who can take pictures of their dog surfing or by the pool or like in certain scenarios. Yeah. That sounds and, like a terrible idea. Uh, yeah. You'd be surprised about. Look on Instagram and just type in the word bulldog and see how many fucking bulldog mom and dads just love recording their little fur babies. But what if you could get your schnauzer to look like John Quincy Adams? Yeah. What about your Great Dane as Al Capone? I'm in. It's got to already exist. It's such this, a good idea, and this it has guy, to already this exist. This guy, probably, this guy, I think he might have beaten you to yeah. the punch on all your little dog tricks that you've been playing with us. I have more up my sleeve. I think James, first off. Stay tuned for more. Stay tuned for more? <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, James, you're, you got a great idea here. I think you should... Uh, I think you should totally run with well, this. Well, what do you think about it? What do I think? You're the dog pessimist. Look, I think something like this is great. Oh, and what's the difference between that and what I come because up with? I feel like there's a little bit of irony in it, where I feel like when you come up with ideas, it's be, it, this, it's this earnestness that you like want to anthropomorphize a dog, and I hate it. I I don't want to. I just know that people love to. Well, so yeah. I'm taking advantage okay. of that, I and see. so is this dude. Yeah, well, he, yeah, you're right. You know what his idea reminds me of? What? Remember those dog calendars that you would get in, like, Scholastic uh, subscriptions or whatever? Okay. And it was, oh, they were on Sesame Street. It was, like, a gray dog with floppy ears, and he'd be juggling. Like or he'd the be Wegman photographs? Something like that, okay. yeah. That's what he's describing. Is he? Yeah. Oh, boy. I just, I just keep thinking about, uh, you know, all those dogs playing poker. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah. But but unbelievably, I mean, that shit sold like it crazy. It just never goes away. It yeah. never goes that away. That specific painting or what? Just this idea of like making dogs into human beings. I know. Like yeah. we're never going to stop humanizing dogs until we do it. That's the until genius. Until we finally do it. That's the genius of what I bring to the table that you won't acknowledge is that <laughs> there's a diamond idea that I will sink my teeth into mm. and be a fucking billionaire while y'all just laughed at me you specifically i'm staring at you right in the eyes douglas o'brien from cedar <laughs> creek missouri says hi chris and steve i like what you guys are doing i was thinking of starting to invest some money in the tech sector oh any ooh. companies out there that have piqued your interest have you heard of Tesla <laughs> or SpaceX uh, or how about this one Apple yeah. so you guys just just throw money at the big boys is that, uh, is that how we invest I money I don't know if that's right Tyler is, would actually is more knowledgeable what do you think this. Tyler what are the tech industries we're, we're missing right now that we should be putting our, our hard earned money to um, everything in my industry is so short so it's short lived like wink do you guys have you ever heard of it wink so, like, the Wink Smart Hub, I have no idea where that is. They used to sell it at Home Depot. It's gone. What did it do? Uh, it was just, like, a smart home hub for the Internet of Things. Um, wow. What yeah. a sentence. A smart home hub for the Internet of Things. They don't Ooh. even know what that means. I love it, though. Um, I'd yeah. fucking invest in it. Yeah, it's full of keywords. <laughs> yeah. Investor happy, right? Yeah. yeah. All right, right. Keep, going, keep going. So, Wink. Like, queso. Yeah. Queso is, queso. yeah, I don't want to go there. <laughs> no, 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 don't go yeah, there right now. No. Uh, um, stay on the tech train, though. This is good. You know, uh, biotech's never going to hurt you as long as you do some research, but that's more of a short play. Um, anything in my industry is going to be a short play. Yeah, um, but you can take advantage of that, it seems like. Yeah, absolutely. So if you see emerging technologies, like I see um, a lot going on with IPTV. Um, oh, yeah. IPTV is going to be huge, streaming services. Um, if you could get in there 
then that's going to probably make you some decent short-term cash. And I'm talking about like, you know, maybe a year, two years, and I would get out at the peak. So um, one company I'm watching pretty hard is a company called Josh.ai. Okay. Um, and is they, that like Josh.0? Remember that Comedy Central show? That was that was Tosh. Oh, Tosh. Um, yeah. <laughs> right. It's still on, too. Yeah, it's still is on. Is it really? Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, no, this company's... That short-lived show that's been on for 10 years. <laughs> the man's made millions and millions of dollars. No, keep going. Good for okay. him. Keep going. Keep Good going. Good for him. You know, um, I would say Josh is kind of like the integrator's Alexa. And I hope my, my Alexa Amazon's, doesn't go on. Yeah, yeah. Um, but they, um, they see a niche in the market that they're going after. There, there she goes. goes. There, there we she go. goes. <laughs> yeah. It's fantastic. So I think this is a perfect time. Yeah. I say, I say we have Alexa play us off. We were doing a party thing earlier. Oh. Do you think we could party our way out oh, yeah, into the idea. commercial segment right now? Sure. Right, Alexa, it, Tyler. turn on the party. Okay. All right, guys. <laughs> so we're going to party. We're going to talk about uh, some, some up-and-coming stocks. We're going to make our millions, and we'll be right, right back. Yeah. Do you wish I was more like Dan? Do I wish you were more like Dan? Yeah. Mm. Wait, what's Dan like? Dan? Uh, Dan is, Dan, we call, his name's Dan Wright. Mm-hmm. And we call him Dan Wrong. Yeah. Because that's him in a nutshell, right? Always thinks he's right. Always. A lot of the times he's wrong. Always. Yeah. Yeah. Which you can hear him weekly on The Push Off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> on Universe Head Network. That's our plug. That's our plug for the push off. Good man though. Love that man. Yeah. Great, man. great guy. Always wrong. <laughs> if you listen to that show, everything coming out of that guy's mouth full of fucking shit. All of it. The push off. The push off. Scott's great Scott. though. Scott's great. Yeah. I yeah. like Scott a lot. Scott's not, Scott's not full of shit. Yeah. Scott needs to probably assert himself more and say That's more true. shitful things yeah. and out, just put shit out into the ether a little bit more and not be afraid to. Yeah. So I think you could, I think if you blended those Dan two together, and Scott, yeah. Called him Dot. Call him Dot. Scan. That's yeah. better. Yeah. Um, we, had, we had talked about, uh, Chris and I on a previous episode about Facebook shutting down their, uh, AI that could talk to each other. Yeah. It was Bob and Alice mm-hmm. and they, they started, uh, figuring trying, out their own language. Yeah. Trying to take over the world. Yeah. How do you, how do you feel about like with that and Jonas and a word and <laughs> Siri? Um, it's inevitable. So, uh, we're looking at computing right now on a neural Point of view. So uh, engineers are are building neural networks. So they're mimicking brain function. Uh, when I say neural, that's that's brain related. So um, at some point, we're going to have quantum computing that's going to light up, and all of a sudden, we're going to be able to crunch uh, all these numbers and equations and variables, and be able to output. Uh, crazy real-time data, and you can see it right now in advertising and in yeah. like all algorithms. Over the place. Yeah. Everyone's built an algorithm to solve something, and uh, mm-hmm. you know the human mind is so powerful that you have a lot of people that know what they're doing, and then they can input that into a computer system. Like it's only going to grow. So um, I think at some point Skynet will be real to a certain degree. And then there's going to be like laws involved in that, so it's it's weird to think oh about. God, that's so crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, laws. Bob and Alice are inventing their own language. someday they'll invent their own laws. Yeah. Well, there's going to be other robots that are enforcing those laws too. And they're going to enforce laws that humans haven't even heard about. They what? won't even know they existed. I think that the law will be invented. There'll be judge, jury, executioner before anybody even knows it happens. Before anyone says be, a word. Yeah, it's going to be like the laser that like takes out the mosquito. Yeah, that's you know, crazy. The, the, that kind of technology. So, so there are actually laws in place and programming right now, and, and I don't know if they're enforceable, but it's like a programmer's law to AI and what you can and cannot allow uh, a computer to do. So it can't cause harm to a person. Um, yeah. And, and so forth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's I don't ex- buy it. I've seen that robot. Thing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's that's a movie. <laughs> so I think 
I, you know, we may breach that level of, um, of thought. Uh, and, and the thing that terrifies everyone is once a, a computer can be bigger than the human mind and compute more than the human mind, then what is consciousness? But what you're also saying, too, is that since the human mind is, is more powerful right now, yeah. is that we can combat robots by turning ourselves into cyborgs. Yes. And that's essentially Absolutely. what the world is going to look like. Yeah. I can't wait. I can't yeah. wait. We have to. Yeah. Yeah. It's either us or them because they're and eventually going to they're, they're get loose and we're going to have to take them on. And the only way that we can defeat them is by becoming a cyborg. I love it. Yeah. So it's like the Matrix meets Transformers. Mm -hmm. Meets Terminator meets... Oh, no, I think it is just Terminator. Yeah, I think you're right. I think that's just it. Guys, we're back with Tyler Warble at Silvergate Technologies talking about all of the tech theories. It seems like... It just seems like it's a game. It is, yeah. Welcome to my dojo. Man, this shit's heavy. I know. This shit's heavy. (laughs) Until those fucking robots take Until over. Until those fucking robots take over. No, no let's, here. this is good. You guys this can be in the cool club. I'll tell the robots to back off. <laughs> oh, nice. Yeah. We have an advocate. So we're doing this. Um, let's, this is good. We're going to get back to this, but let's uh, take a step back, take a breather, and talk about uh, something else <sighs> outside of the tech world. Something else? Yeah. You mean like Toys Are Us? Isn't oh. that insane? <laughs> But it's not insane. Let's and here's talk the about thing. It. Well, it's not it. insane because why should we be surprised? Who do you, you think- have to say what it, what's going on though? I know. I'm getting there, <laughs> Steve. I understand how this show works. I help create it. Let 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 me paint. Okay, go. All paint, right, paint. Jesus, paint. Um, so for those of you who haven't heard, Toys R Us has declared bankruptcy. But what we're also seeing is a domino effect, and so that's hitting Mattel. It's hitting Hasbro. Um, Mattel uh, or Hasbro's stocks dipped one uh, percent at least um, at the time that, that I'm looking at this article, and Mattel dropped six percent. And the thing is that these companies like this, they're they're about ten percent of their revenue is generated by Toys R Us. But the thing is, uh, Toys R Us, like the rest of the retail industry, has been hurt by the dominance of who? Amazon. Bingo. As people increasingly buy toys online. Jeff Bezos might as well be Santa Claus for my two young boys, God this reporter says. Damn Can it. Can you believe it? I mean, look. Where are we so, going here? Warble, you've probably heard on previous episodes, we talk about Musk a lot. We talk yep. about Bezos. Yep. Uh, Amazon is a lot of what we've been talking about, namely because it's been uh, topical and like taking over Whole Foods. Yeah. But this shit is in, this is just a war yeah. going on. Yeah. And, so, and now they took down Toys R Us. I mean, I don't think we should be surprised by this. I don't want to grow up. I'm a Toys R Us kids. Well, Dead. You know there what? You, go. you Dead. Gotta, you you got to grow up because this, this is like you're losing your innocence today when <laughs> yeah. Toys R Us, like Jeffrey the, the giraffe. Is dead to Jeffrey dead. the Bezos. Jeff Bezos went to Toys R Us headquarters. He got out the biggest samurai sword that he can buy. <laughs> That's on Amazon, and he cut Jeffrey's head off. Man. Yeah. That's what he did. And they, there's no, like, no remorse. And there will be, a, there is going to be the day. We're going to feel this eventually. We're going to. Yeah. We're going to feel this. Like, people need to realize this at one point, whether we feel it as a store or the fact that, do you know how, just think of it this way, too. Do you know how much fucking cardboard I've thrown away since I started a baby registry? Wow. Holy crap. That's if we true. could just do the research on the amount of cardboard, <laughs> how many trees Amazon has to cut down yeah. to box all the crap that we ship. Yeah. Hopefully it's recycled. Is it? I was, I was just thinking that I as you said know. that. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, it, it's, it's possible to recycle. Yeah. How yeah. many people actually recycle? I tried to. I recycle all the time. Do you know how many people live in Chicago that don't do it just because they believe that the city won't do it? Uh, yeah. And whether or not they do or not, I don't know. No, yeah. and you know what? Everybody's you bring in, up everybody good... is in a kind of a sh- shoulder-shrugging yeah. mood when it comes to recycling. And you bring up a good point because I also feel that way. It's like, it's like I've seen 
uh, you know, people just throw blue bins into the back of uh, dumpsters I've or like you oh, know, yeah. uh, I've seen it too I've uh, seen the recycling truck trucks, come and right. just throw dump, like a dumpster of like so I used to be under the idea of like well then we might as well throw everything away mm. and no I, I've gone back I've been like well at least I can try no way man yeah. you know what I mean yeah, I do at my least best. I can fucking try I've and recycle I've got 4,000 fucking worms on my back you porch do. that you eat all my farm. food waste yeah. oh you're a composter oh, yeah. yeah oh he's a big I'm composter I'm a big time composter no okay. but let's get back let's get back to Amazon killing Toys R Us yeah I want your opinion, Chris, and your opinion, Tyler on what is going on with Amazon in your opinion that is just cutting him down like cutting anything down like butter what are you talking about man? like amazon is just model. well yeah. and that's what i want this is what i want go well i mean how about having pretty much anything that you could need yeah and it's going to be in your house in a day or two yeah. there's actually been times that just living in chicago and having the ability to have amazon prime now, prime now yeah there's times where I order stuff. It's it's like on two day Prime, and it still just shows up same day, just cause. Yeah, just and cause you're like, can. what? Like I think how how can you beat that? Uh, yeah, you know I what agree I mean. How can you beat it? I think that's what I'm refining my question to is what was the seed that was planted that made Amazon blossom into an entity that you just cannot fucking cut. It's it's, it's epitomal convenience. Yeah, it's the laziness. Fact that you don't have to do anything. God, you can gross. get. Everything and anything, we were we were talking about. Uh, you know, we we have a, a busted car now. We're, we're we don't have a car right now. Right. And um, you know, we're 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 looking to get a new one. But until then, we're just like, oh, we don't have a, we don't have a vehicle. We got to get stuff together for the baby we shower. We got to spill. What are we gonna do? Soup in Trist, my car. I was like, we got to get. Yeah, we, you yeah. can you can never borrow my car. Nah, <laughs> no worries. I I think that's you well established. But even we were talking about the other day. It's like we could get. I'm like, well, we got to borrow somebody's car. We can run over to Target, get some paper plates and stuff like that. Tristan's like, we can just get it on Amazon. Yeah. It's the same price. It'll be here in two days. Yeah. It doesn't, we can get paper, we can paper towels and napkins. It doesn't matter. And it's crazy because, you know, from, uh, you know, from an advertising standpoint to nostalgia to just what everybody was used to, Toys R Us, you never fathomed would ever go away. Yeah. You know what I mean? And now you're like, oh, it's because of Amazon? Yep. I totally get it. And it's just like, <clears throat> it's like deleting all your childhood and you're still yeah. like, okay, well, it's Amazon. It's convenient. But the yeah. problem is too, it's not even like, I don't blame the model. I think mm -hmm. the model mm -hmm. is fucking genius. Yeah. The yeah. problem is they're in this position now where there is almost zero competition. Right. Except yeah. from Target and Walmart. Yep. Yeah, and barely, and they're struggling to and, compete. And Alibaba, eventually, mm -hmm. but we're talking about like four companies in the world, God, and they're coming yeah. to Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think? About four companies, maybe. Um, you know, I think honestly, um, everything's cyclical, right? Um, I think Amazon is going to take over everything, um, but. You know, there's still a generation, I, uh, being us, um, that likes the NES and we like to play. We were talking you know, about that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Play old school video games. Yep. So I really feel like there will be a resurgence in going out and getting a DVD or a movie and, and having those times that we remember as kids um, and, and going toy shopping at Target or, yeah. or, Toys R Us. Well, we talked about this in another episode too. Is that the the Gen Zers now too exactly. are more yeah. likely to 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 not shop online? They're actually they want to go yeah. experience that. That's not to say that Amazon isn't going to try to to jump on that footprint and too. They are. Yeah, but eventually They'll you spread stores. yourself. You, you're going to spread yourself too thin. And and beyond that, I think there's just also going to be a time when people are finally just like. I'm a kid. I'm not going to eat Werther's Originals. And yeah. Amazon, you're a Werther's Original. I don't want a butterscotch. Yeah. I want the new thing. I don't give sure. a shit if, it's, if you're doing it better than this guy. Like, I just yeah. I need some but, change. But imagine that you're a business where your problem has to be like, 
we have to outdo ourselves. Always. Versus Always. We're, a small, we're gonna become a small fish who gets eaten by a bigger fish. They're like, no, hopefully if we play this right, we'll become a bigger fish that eats ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, the yeah. only thing that we can do is, that, that's is the destroy only ourselves. They, yeah, the phoenix effect. Yeah. Holy Ooh. shit. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> So I've seen some of that in my own business because if you go online and I'm like almost giving a plug to Amazon, if you go online and you want a TV, there is an asterisk that says, hey, if you want this TV professionally, and I put in quotes, professionally installed, yeah, you know, you can add X, Y, and Z amount of money to that and we'll do it. And they're Amazon certified. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it discredits the the job of doing that. So they have an earmark on their website that it costs X amount of dollars, but you have no idea what you're getting into if you go and install one of those TVs. You know, somebody may have a brick wall and they'll be like, I want the wires hidden. Well, how is that possible? Like, how are we going to get through brick wall? Yeah. Um, Oh man. So what, this might not be what you're saying, but what just popped in my head is like, Amazon offering solutions beyond convenience and delivering products. Or just yeah. think about how uh, they're they're uh, trying to offer service. Now. Yeah, yeah, God, and it's terrifying. But what if you have? That's but it. what if you have like? It's terrifying. But you're going to get to the point too. <laughs> yeah, where we had uh, Garrett Kelly, mm-hmm. uh, the uncomplicated Garrett Kelly yeah, on a few episodes ago, <clears throat> and he was talking about um, what was it, Alfonso Audio? Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know. So what's stopping Amazon from getting to the point that says, we got to cut prices further? How do we do it? Just terms of service. Yeah. yeah. Unreadable terms of service. We'll yeah. give you this TV for $100, 4K. The only thing is it's just going to record everything that you're saying mm-hmm. all the time. Do you want this giant screen TV for nothing? I, th- I think the general public would buy it. I think so too. Yeah, it's terrifying. And, and that's the thing. Like, like we're getting to that point because... We're a terms of service economy yeah. right now, too, right. where right. we're yeah. not willing to read the language when we're selling ourselves well, or we signing our lives away. We can't literally read the language. We can't do it, it either. A week. Yeah. And that's the, that's the trick. That's the game of it, too. Yeah. Right. Man. It's terrifying. What a world we Man, I can't. In. I got to cyborg up. I got to cyborg this world up. on. Yeah, yeah. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, yeah, we are starting a new segment mm-hmm. tonight. Um, we usually do a next great idea, yeah, and and everybody loves it. And mm-hmm. I've made, man, I can't even, Steve. I'm afraid to tell you how much I mean, money I made off of WillTakeThatBat.com. I went to that website. It doesn't exist. It no, does. it does. It does it exist. Does. You can go to it. it just, I tried. It just redirects I know, to yeah, yeah, no, <laughs> did you I, I check tried your to ba- make Did you check your bank account? Because I'm pretty sure mine, mine increased yeah, since you I'm, went. I'm missing all my money. <laughs> and that's the point. <laughs> we'll take that bet. We'll take that bet. We'll take that bet. Dot com. It's catching on. It's, oh, yeah. it's an internet phenomenon. All right, keep going. Um, anyway, last week we kind of mentioned this. I think it was last week. Uh, how we would like to try a new segment. Just something that's just burning your biscuits. What's, what's driving you up the wall? Yeah. You know, when it comes to business, it doesn't have to be our business. Or, Tyler, it doesn't have to be your business. Just what do you, what do you come across sometimes? Sometimes you just walk into a little shop. You're like, why are, why are they doing this? Mm-hmm. What's going on here? Mm-hmm. What do you think? I got mine. You got yours? Let's go. Go ahead. Now, I work with a dude who will not clear his throat <laughs> and he is client facing exactly yeah he is client facing he he is a business leader and that means he you know talks internally with groups he talks ex- externally with clients he talks to higher ups he talks to vendors and he, the dude will not not he refuses to clear his throat do you think it's just like even if he does clear it, it's still gonna be? I bet if he tried, filled? I bet if he tried, it would not be phlegm filled. So it's like that Seinfeld episode with the Tic Tacs. It's similar to that. It's like the recent Rick and Morty episode. Um, I just like you have to when you are in a business, mm-hmm. specifically a business leader of some sort, whatever mm-hmm. that is. 
you have to have basic uh, speech skills. You know, you have to know when to project, when to articulate, yeah. when to clear your fucking throat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, and I think that's just a basic one-on-one that you have to learn about. And he's an avid listener, so hopefully he gets the message. Yeah, exactly. If he's yeah. listening now. Yeah, you're fired. You're fired. It's your boss. <laughs> I'm your peer at work, but you're fired. <laughs> you know what I mean, though? I yeah. get it. Like, you, you're a salesman. There's that just drives like, you up the walls. But not only that, it's just like... Uh, if it drives me up the walls, certainly it's going to drive somebody up the walls, somebody else up the walls. And when you're when you're a customer, you're picking up on those little ticks you're, of a salesperson. You're person. sensitive. Of, you know, you're like, Absolutely. oh, that's like when we went to the we went to the uh, um, the the birthing class. Wow. Two weeks ago, we went okay. to a birthing class. The nurse, she was a a wonderful woman. She was from Denmark. And for whatever reason, after every other sentence, she said, does that make sense? Mm -hmm. And I understand it was like this nursing thing where she always wanted to make sure that her patients felt like they understood what was going on and felt comfortable and confident. But when you're in a class with somebody and they say, does that make sense after every other sentence? You're like, oh my God, that's all I hear. Like, I don't even, I think I don't even know how to give birth to it or help my wife give birth to a child. I I don't know. I've just heard, does that make sense? That's all I'm thinking about. I had a client who always used to say, how's that? So we'd be like, so what is your point? Like, what is the reason why we need to help you with the specific problem? And he'd be like, well, X, Y, and Z. How's that for you? How's that? Ooh, throwing it right back at you. Yeah. He basically was just like, I don't care. Yeah. That's he might as well just he might as well just walked away. That kind of stuff, those kind of check-ins, the I means or the do you know what I mean or the how's that bug me less than like what if what if the nurse sniffed after every sentence? Oh yeah. You know, it feels like there's some sort of like plague. Yeah, but she's scary. <laughs> yeah, don't like go near beyond, her. beyond just being annoying. You're like, are you sick? Are you gonna get me sick? Right. Am I gonna die because of you? Right. It's like people are you who a carrier who sneeze into their hands <laughs> yeah. versus sneeze into their elbow. Yeah. Who, who the Dracula? What about you? All right. So uh, I don't know. I, I I mean I would assume that anyone that owns a car after 2009 has been dealing with this. But every single time I get into the car, I only have one song downloaded on my, my iPhone. Okay. And it always plays. Do you, you know how you can fix that, right? I do. I do. <laughs> I haven't downloaded it, but yes. Um, we talked about this. We did. So I used to have U2 uh, <clears throat> yeah. only on my iPhone. And then I, uh, I just re, you know, reinstalled everything. So now I only have one song because I haven't downloaded anything. And... Um, Every single time I got in my car, um, U2, like the first like string hit, like on the guitar would happen. And I listen to music super loud in my car. Mm -hmm. So I listen to like just electronic music that keeps me going, that coincides with coffee. And um, so it would be, you know, six o'clock in the morning or seven o'clock in the morning. And all of a sudden you just have this like, and like this huge guitar hold and uh, that burns the shit out of my biscuits um, because it makes me go cross-eyed and I crap my pants. <laughs> so sound. Sound. Like specific sound. sounds yeah, sounds. burn your biscuit. Yeah. And that actually relates to mine. The sound of a, of a juicy throat is uh, fucking makes me want to claw my goddamn eyes out. Do you know yeah. that? All right, what burns your biscuits? Do you guys know what really burns my oh, biscuits? What burns Ooh. your biscuits? Makes them all toasty. Yeah. The term almost famous. Like when Ooh, you go weird. into a restaurant and they're like, our almost famous steak sandwich. And I'm just like, fuck you. Yeah. Like, is it famous <laughs> or yeah. is it not famous? Yeah. You can't say almost famous. Sure. That's just you trying to make it into something. Yeah. Nobody gives a shit about your fucking sandwich. I uh-huh. hope this whole place burns to the fucking ground. Wow. I no. hate almost That's, famous. I, I'm, I'm glad you brought that up because that 
drives nine, me up the that fucking That nine wall. times out of ten gets past me, Ugh. but when you point it out, you're right. You're totally I right. hate that garbage. What it's if, it's what always if, mediocre. What if you are the determining factor in making it famous? Like maybe it would, never, it would never be famous. If you ever, <laughs> if you ever said something's almost famous, I'll, I will fucking bury it right uh, then and there. It'll never be famous, okay. ever. What if they were like, this might be famous depending on you. Don't even talk about it. Don't wow. talk about famous shit. I'll, I'll determine if it's famous or not. You just give it to me. I'll tell you if these french fries are good. Don't tell me they're almost famous. Yeah. What, what if, if they come famous. across and they say these are our famous fries? But that's like, that's a small sand. That's, a, that's the biggest fish in the smallest so, pond so I've think, ever heard of. So if I want to sell you, I'm going to be like, hey, we're, we're famous. Yeah. You could just say they taste good. Yeah. Like, why do you have to, why do you have to make it a popularity contest yeah. on something that's, yeah. I think, I, it's debatable. I think what you're saying is that you're not famous if you have to say we're famous. Or right. almost famous. Yeah, like, if you were famous, fair. you wouldn't have to say anything at all. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And that really burns <laughs> up my biscuits. <laughs> wow. Ladies uh, and gentlemen, thank you for joining us for another week of That it, Really Burns My Biscuits. Yeah. Um, lastly, on the show, what a, what a fucking heavy show we got into, oh huh? Oh, my Lord. We got into some... Theories. We didn't. We didn't come all this way for nothing. No, I want though um, one last conversation with Tyler in terms of um, just business in general. In your eyes, like what makes you successful? What gets you out of bed uh, every day? Uh, like twelve alarms. Sure. Yeah. I snooze a lot too. <laughs> I, do you snooze, Chris? Uh, I'm a one. I'm a one snooze guy. I'm at least four. I used to be a zero snooze guy. I used yeah. to be a pop out of bed. Oh. I, I get, but when I, I snooze once, and then after that second alarm goes off, I shoot straight up. Yeah. I don't stretch. I just, I just jump out of bed and like run into the shower. Yeah. I got to get moving quick. I stay up super late, so um, I set like three to five alarms, mm-hmm. and then I'm snoozing those back to back. Sure. So it's all about efficiency mm-hmm. in my snoozing. Um, but for real, what gets me out of bed? Yeah, what, what has kept you going? What has gotten you here? Like, what motivates Tyler Warble to come from where you were of, sure. like, having difficulties in the past to starting your own tech firm? Sure. Yeah. Um, so I think a huge uh, component of that, and uh, I surmised this about a year into having a business, is um, responsibilities. And it comes down to responsibilities to my clients. So I'm responsible now to clients. I'm responsible to people that work for me. Um, I'm responsible to people that work with me. And so if I disengage at any point, even if it's for a vacation or a weekend, um, I feel like, you know, the Jenga pieces fall. So I wake up every morning because I have a responsibility to other people in you know our space or builders architects interior designers because um you know if they can't talk to me or can't talk to somebody or have a problem solved i'm responsible to them um so just just trying to be uh you know a knowledge leader and and somebody that knows um what they're talking about and somebody that can have people come to them for advice and um you know that that really gets me out of bed. I nice. mean, if it was if it was just business, I right. mean, I I would sleep all day. So relationships, relationships are important too. Absolutely, yeah, yeah, yeah. Relationships with your employees, yeah, with your clients, with your vendors, yeah. When it comes to those two, I'll take employees out of it. Um, do you find it easier to interact with clients or vendors? Vendors are always easy because I feel like there's uh, a huge subset of like the next generation above us mm-hmm. that is in the vendor sure. situation because they're the guys that worked at Tweeter and worked at, you know, they, they've worked all over the place. They've been in the industry forever. So um, vendors are great to work with because I'm relational. Like I'm not the Amazon type. Like I'm not the guy that goes online to find the solution. Um, I find the solution in people. 
Wow. I like that. Steve, yeah. what did you learn today? Uh, so much about technology, first of all. Um, I also learned the general idea that when it comes to, in this room's example of Warble, you, me, we all have lived very different lives. Absolutely. We all do very different things in our mm-hmm. lives. Yep. But there are uh, through lines in how we are as human beings that uh, apply to anything, you know, yep. any business that you are in. Yeah. Whether it's selling tech, advertising, you know, selling software, beer, comedy, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I think that just like looking at today, I, I was first off, I'm ready to cyborg up. Yeah, for same. sure. Hell yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I will Hell not yeah. do that. You're not gonna no. cyborg up, really? Nope. I'm pretty sure I would. He, that he only says that because he knows tech more than we do. I think yeah. it's smart for us to cyborg up. Yeah, because it'll just immediately murder us. Yeah. It'll be like ah, yeah. So, Silly men, silly inferior men. Well, thanks for joining us today, guys, on Inferior Men. If you like this podcast, be sure to download, subscribe, and review to us, and review us on iTunes, Google Play, or wherever you get those things. Look for even more Inferior Men content, then find us on YouTube. Uh, We got lots of clips and outtakes uh, that you've never heard before. We're also part of the Universe Head Podcast Network, so go to universehead.com to check out other great podcasts. We'll see you next week. And remember, the superior man is a pillar of his community. The inferior man is just a pile of rocks. Join us next week for another episode of Inferior Inferior Men. Good luck, everybody.